<laughs> Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. I'm your diehard, rom- <laughs> your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Elenito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight we dip back into early 80s television racism <laughs> yeah. with Year of the Dog. <laughs> How did they deal with the East? Year of the Dog. Um, yeah. Why am I laughing? Oh, because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's. Weird. Let's, I don't uh, know if that anybody has ever heard of that happening. But, um. Let's dig into that discomfort oh. in our segment we call the Minute Max, where we try to Ooh, which, explain, which already just makes me uncomfortable, no matter what. This is a banner <laughs> banner day, and uh, we are beginning with Joe. Oh fuck! <laughs> Surprise! Also uncomfortable. All right. Do I have to say "Oh my gong" again? Because I really want to. <laughs> you can say that anytime. Yeah, you want. you're allowed to say it as much as you want. So that's cor- that's correct, Joe. I am allowed. to <laughs> You're say allowed. I'm good. Answer. I grant you allowance as a white man. <laughs> the white man has told you you can do this. <laughs> I, think. I okay. So we just had technical Here. difficulties, which erased my minute max, which felt like walking through a minefield, and now I'm about to walk through a minefield. <laughs> <laughs> but now you know where the minefield part <laughs> do I, two. I didn't step on more any. minefieldy <laughs> yeah. now, more minefieldy than ever before. I don't think I stepped on any, but it doesn't mean I know where they are. Okay. Oh my god! Year of the dog. <laughs> okay, we start the episode in Macau, where there's an evil man and a man practicing uh, some kind of sword martial arts. And the evil man wants this last, the twelfth statue in a series of statues that is the Chinese astrology. It's the dog statue. It's a little jade dog. Uh, Jonathan is in L.A. buying the dog statue from an auction for Jennifer, and he spends seven hundred seventy-five thousand dollars on it and gets it for Jennifer, and she just wears it around her neck very disrespectfully. <laughs> Uh, they go to a restaurant and two ninjas break into the restaurant and I think kill a man by poking him in the sternum yeah. and then grab the necklace from Jennifer. They report it to the FBI, CIA, Interpol, and they Interpol, CIA, FBI tells them, oh, can you please go to Macau and like figure out what's going on? Because there's an evil man who is up to no good and he wants to take over the world and we don't want him to be invincible, which is what happens if you get all these sculptures. But also just if you wear one of them, you become invincible. So they go to Macau and they just happen upon this mansion, which looks like a Catholic church and it's his house and he makes Jonathan fight him over a pool of acid, but Jennifer threatens to throw the dog in the acid and they thwart him and he kills himself. <laughs> Ooh, that was well better, done. I feel like I got further. Wow, you really did. Yeah, get, that you got actually yeah. round two. So why don't you do three or four more okay. and then we can just not do the episode of the podcast. Perfect. I'll just do all of them. Because I'm so willing to tap out on this one. I'll just do um, them all in your voices. <laughs> <laughs> this is Eric Blood and this is my Minute Max. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, that was uncanny. (laughs) Do me next. Do me. Oh, God, no. (laughs) No, you do you. Yeah, you do you. (laughs) Your turn. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. What's it called again? Just kidding. Uh, Year of the dog. (laughs) That's because it's the year of the cat. Um, as a little side note for I was I got uh, a novel to listen to on a bike ride recently and the guy did all the voices for the female characters in this like breathy female voice and I I listened to 10 minutes of it and couldn't do it anymore (laughs) I was like this ruins this whole fucking experience I'm not doing it so is that normal to do it like I don't know it was really weird and horrible I didn't like it it was awful so I couldn't listen to it what do you mean? So it's like, 
if I was to do your like, like I'm Joe is my minute man. Yeah, and he did. Like, <laughs> I'm Ellen. It was like, <laughs> yes, exactly. He did it like that. It was like, no, I'm Eric. It was like we woke up together. I want to leave you out, Eric. I love that. I just, confusing, I just sound like everybody. Side trip into <laughs> yeah. impersonating people's. I know voices by being very gendered. I couldn't listen to it. It was horrible. I was like, uh, um, what do you do that's so special? Yeah, it was like that, and I was oh. like, oh fuck this. That's awful. Don't do that in audiobooks, please. Anyways, I don't. Maybe I don't know that I've ever heard that in audiobook. I'm I'll expressing send it to you. like genuine surprise. Yeah. It's fucking Was it terrible. supposed to be funny? That's no. Weird. I feel like you would know if it was supposed to be funny. Yeah. No, <laughs> it wasn't. It was bad. <laughs> so I refused to do it. Okay. I know none of us want to talk about this episode of Heart to Heart. I but, know. <laughs> but we've taken it too far. I let's gotcha. let's I see gotcha. if we can just get um, through this. First, I need to, I need to verify that, that we're actually recording at this point. We are recording. No I will do it. Oh. Joe, Joe might be willing to do two minute max on this one. I oh, am not. It was a good practice. Right? Uh, yeah. I can see the All numbers right. going up. We are recording. Minefield McMinerton, part two. <laughs> okay. You're of the dog. So there's a Korean actor playing a Chinese rich man, and he has a really smoky room. And then a Middle Eastern actor comes in playing a Latino character. And then there's some little Jane animals. And um, one of them is missing. And the guy with the smokiest meditation room on the planet, the rich guy, he's like, if I get this other one, then I'm going to be invincible. Go get the thing. And he's like, you know, I'll go get the thing. And then the um, cool guy from Die Hard with the swords who's in every single rad movie. Al Leong is uh, there and he goes too and uh, Jonathan's there to buy the statue for Mrs. H because Mrs. H loves Asian things and then everybody has deadly fingers. They touch people and they die. The hearts have the dog and then the State Department's like, you know, you have the dog and that guy's really dangerous. Will you go to um, Macau and stop that guy because we can't do it ourselves. And then a bunch of other stuff happens. Acid fight. <laughs> Acid fight. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I can do this. I can talk about this. Yeah. I'm going to roll up my sleeves and do it. I didn't do it very well just then, but stick with me, you everyone. <laughs> I promise to talk better about episode once Eric is done. It's not so complicated. Not so complicated. Okay. Uh, year of the dog. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, the recording uh, stopped. Pro- Ellen, no, didn't. we didn't get your minute max. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just went back and erased God, your minute max. It wasn't very good. It, it's good because I'm not happy with it at all. Hmm. Do another one. It didn't feel very me. You can just do as many as you like this yeah. episode. Let's just do the whole episode as minute maxes. Okay. Year of the dog. <laughs> we open in Macau where we see Chinese American legendary actor Albert Leong, who you may know from wonderful films such as Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure as Genghis Khan, or Die Hard, or Lethal Weapon, or Big Trouble in Little China, or literally any film that requires very acrobatic stunts from a a Chinese or Chinese-American male actor. I thought that he was like, in literally every movie I've ever seen, turns out he's 
pretty particular about the work that he does. And the reason that I find him so legendary is because he is only in the cream of the action crop. This is the guy you want for your work. He is still alive. He is still doing the job. And he still blows my mind. Uh, He's in this episode. Wow. Uh, (laughs) All right. Sislers. Summary of the plot. (laughs) I could talk about that guy all day he's so cool you forgot to mention awesome asian bad guys the movie that he's in 2014 oh which is <laughs> I've, I've yet to see yeah. it's on my list <laughs> bad guys are awesome especially asian ones <laughs> the tagline for that movie okay <laughs> and i directed it <laughs> Like what? I, are you sure we should keep going? Because it just feels like we're not really quite getting lift off today. <laughs> well, let's yeah. see what this would just be an absolutely fine one to be like. You know what? Sometimes we just need uh, <laughs> to do some self care. Sometimes we can't do this. Let's see if the Sisslers can pull us out of this. We're walking on a thin All right, sheet here we of go. ice. The Sisler Family Playhouse proudly presents Jaded Hearts. No, wait, you're the dog. A stereotypical Asian bad guy, along with an even more stereotypical man of Finch, discuss the desire to acquire a rare jade dog. Has this douchebag ever heard of PetSmart? Are things remembered? Jonathan drops close to a million on the jade trinket for Jennifer. The man of Hinge drops dead in front of the rolls. Duh. While they're out to eat, Japanese ninjas steal the dog, which is now a necklace. Why would the State Department think Jennifer's any good at spying? Ouch, what about her uncle? Jonathan and Jennifer go to Macau and dive head first into the Chinese underworld. Still think this is heart to heart? Bet your ass, Slim. Jonathan and Jennifer get involved in a moped chase and end up at the super secret bad guy lair. Our lead villain keeps the hearts overnight because killing them would be too easy. Confused? You should be. Are the hearts in a Bond film or Chuck Norris film? I don't even think the writers know for sure. On um, Monday in April, Dancer go full on spy to discover a plot to destabilize Asia. Just play this episode over and over. It would save time. Everybody, Everybody was, was kung, kung fu fighting. fighting. Those, Those hearts were fast as lightning. Another amount of acid, but Jonathan Jonathan ain't fallen into that, bitch. <laughs> and then the episode with Jonathan paying visit to Jennifer's Golden Arches. The end. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Thank you, Sisters. Thank you, wow. Sisters. Amazing. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this episode because I have a lot of different kinds of feelings about it. I feel like kind of like uh, Man with the Jade Eyes. There's just a lot of different threads. I'm curious to tug on. Were there um, any moments where you were like, cried? fuck this <laughs> and this is um, so shitty? You mean, were there any Temple of Doom <laughs> moments? Yeah. yeah. Um, no. Okay. No. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. And, but I think it makes it more complicated. I would, complicated. I, there's a, a, a lot of things that I really, loved about this episode mm-hmm. um and i can't wait to talk about those but um yeah i don't know help me out guys they started off Let, let's begin they started off on a very nerve-wracking <laughs> like almost sort of bamboo notes in the music they, at the beginning. They, so <laughs> i i do want to talk about the music i want to talk about the yeah. music because that was my main concern when you said <laughs> <laughs> when you when you said the word jade in the in yeah. the, the description, right. I was like, "You're like, oh no. no, they're gonna play the theme to stuff that has jade in the title." Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I I did the superhero scream, and the opening music. I was like, oh, you know, this is good. Mm-hmm. This this is actually good. Like it's in it's a little influency, but it's mm-hmm. not 
gross mm-hmm. and it, it actually <laughs> the strings i was like this is gorgeous uh they did a good job uh they continue yeah, to do a really good job low-key yeah but not yeah not like not like cheap the way that man with jade eyes was yeah yeah this one was like nuanced in a way until they get to macau when the gongs start literal gongs over and over again, yeah. followed by an actual go- a diegetic gong <laughs> oh, in the shot, which I was I cracked up because that is the only way that that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! And I God. also love that like this dude who's like getting ready to fight. Actually, he's not even going to fight. Like he's just going to have his people fight Jonathan Hart over a thing of acid. Mm-hmm. He insists on all this pageantry. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, like this, the, the gong decorum. and the. <laughs> oh God! Anyway, the music, the music I thought was so great up until it cheaped out in Macau, and then I was just like thoroughly disappointed. Uh oh, we can't hear Ellen. <laughs> Ellen's miming. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, are you on a Zoom meeting and on the side? Sort of, sort of. I'm sorry. There's a little dog who was having a freak out, so oh. I had to tap out for a split second. A jade dog? Gong, living dog. Gong, tropes, living oh, dog. Is so please, I'm sorry. If you don't, are Keith and Buddy up. there? They are. Yeah. Oh, okay. hi, Keith and Buddy. Hi, Keith and Buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, you can turn it up. That's fine. We can't hear it. Okay. <laughs> sorry all right sorry fuck okay what was the last the last bit i'm sorry eric i hope you don't mind uh i'm thoroughly offended no oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, the first Edit. gong sound effects i remember were when they showed the guy the evil guy's house which looked to me like a catholic church which was it was a catholic it was church. like spanish style architecture <laughs> i actually church. believe it's the same catholic church that they've used three other times in the series uh-huh. and they were <laughs> like i had that i have that same belief system going with that yeah. building they were shooting Which, it in for me LA. Is not a problem because it's a cool building it's a great building i love that they use it in multiple uh arenas yeah. you can like it's track cool. their thinking with those gongs because they were shooting in la trying to make it seem like we were in macau <laughs> and they were like that building looks nothing like it it does not belong in macau so like ramp up the asian sound effects in the soundtrack i honestly think you're right to like overreach that we're still in Macau. When I, th- we're not I think at all. a producer was like, was like, "Hey, so we can't. We obviously can't go to Macau uh-huh. to shoot this. So uh, we're just going to shoot it around town." Hey, Mark Snow, give us some real stereotypical garbage. Yeah, like, let's make let's hit him over the head with it. Mm-hmm. Max was the producer. It was <laughs> when the, Jennifer comes home at the beginning of the episode. I thought Jonathan and Max were in Macau. But again, they're like merging these locations like in Scotland, like in the Highland, the Malibu Highlands, <laughs> because they were bidding on the little dog statue that was this ancient statue from China. But it, why is it in L.A.? Why are they in L.A.? Again. Colonialism. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I guess Ellen, so, they yeah. were at the Los Angeles Be- Oriental, Oriental Museum. Oriental Museum, uh-huh. yeah. Was Laum. the sign, sign that they, <laughs> they showed? And... Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ellen, it, it, I've asked this question of you before, <laughs> and I would like just I just have to ask it one more time. I'm sorry to exploit your professional knowledge for, for the purposes of this podcast, but if someone were to uncover a, a literally ancient Chinese sculpture that has 
ties to a uh, well-known Chinese mythology, would they auction that off in <laughs> Los Angeles to an American? Yeah. Um, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that is a great question. And I wish that there was an answer that was just singular and that made everyone feel that all was right with the world and that we're not just continuing to be part of a cavalcade of colonial fuck-ups. But there is not an answer yeah. um, that... I can give that would really both be true and um, satisfying in that way. Yeah. So my answer is maybe shit, <laughs> but ideally no. <laughs> um, <sighs> it's yeah. Yeah. I was sort of relieved that the whatever Oriental museum. Um, and so we're clear. There's lots of museums in the United States, even that, are oriental museums like yeah. i'm not throwing shade at whatever but um i don't think we've seen that museum before right we have we, not yeah so mm -hmm. anyways i don't know if that i didn't bother to look it up to see if it was real or fake or associated with the oriental institute or whatever anyways i digress um clearly i'm having a problem either just today or just talking about <laughs> this episode. um it was confusing as hell why did they send Jonathan and Jennifer to Macau? What was the... Because if they don't, there's no show. Yeah. Correct. It's one of those things, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, Just I think gloss over it. It was sort of... Yeah, that part was probably, for me, one of the weaker points in the plot because it was just like, all of a sudden, like... I mean, the hearts are frequently deputized, for lack of a better word, or <laughs> conscripted yeah. um, by various agencies because of Jonathan's connections or their direct involvement with some sort of incident or their inside knowledge, you know, for whatever reason, many international and federal, uh, like international domestic agencies believe that the heart's lives are disposable. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that their expertise is vast. In this case, they kind of are right. Mm. The hearts pull it off. Mm -hmm. Because what, what we realize is that the man in the smokiest room ever <laughs> who is trying to complete this um, set of Chinese zodiac figures, ancient Chinese animal figures from the Shaolin. Shaolin figures is what we're told they are, right? Yes. That he will be invincible, but he's also an arms dealer is really what we realize, right? That guy is super rich yeah. and he's one of those super rich arms dealers. They never just quite come out and say it, yeah. but that's the plan. He is, Jennifer mentions that he is very invested. She says something weird, like all things Chinese. And it's like, isn't he Chinese? Um, but <laughs> yes, he's, so he's very, I think she's meaning to say that he's very, engaged with his heritage and culture and national identity and he, he um has a strong belief system and so that was one of the things that i did like about this episode was that the idea of this villain although it is you know like it's like nuzzling something that's just super ridiculous but i don't know it really it made sense to me within the context of the heart to heart verse like i felt like this was much a much more solid motivation for a villain weirdly mm. even though mm. it seems flimsy the more i thought about it i was like yeah that dude is rich as hell mm -hmm. he is superstitious and that's a powerful thing whether mm -hmm. yeah. you, whether it's religion or you know whatever you want to call it he has faith in that and he has been working all this time and they talk about how he perhaps tracked down all of the other 11 
figures, which they say nobody knows where they are. The auctioneer says like, they're straight up missing. Mm -hmm. What's the point of dealing with this dog basically? Right. Like he's (laughs) like, ah, that stuff's just gone in with the wind or whatever. So here's this dumb dog. I start the bidding at $120,000, but it's like, (laughs) Oh my God, like that guy's invested. He's sitting around in the smokiest room ever in a gorgeous yet kind of tacky robe. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's a bit much. I don't mean it's tacky itself. I just mean, it's a lot. For daytime, probably um, a lot <laughs> yeah. for private meditation room, maybe a lot for meditation. It's a little flashy, but whatever. That must be like new money. But so he <laughs> really believes it. And it's like he really thinks he will be invincible. And that's what he needs to sell these arms and like destabilize all of Asia. I'm mm-hmm. like, well done, villain. Yeah. 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 He's doing it. It's a, it's I just a, talked about that for so long. I'm sorry. But no, no, no. It's a I feel podcast. strongly that it was really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel strongly that that was like, yeah. Like, I was like, I'm like nodding. And <laughs> I love, though, in the end, his plan was foiled because they assumed the hearts would sleep in, was what <laughs> destroyed their entire plan. Because he, the hearts get to his mansion and he treats them very kindly. Very. Weirdly. He gives them robes and he's like, stay the night. And then they go to bed and they can't sleep or they're like, let's go just check out the door. It's open, <laughs> but there's an angry guard standing on the other side of the door. So right, the facing like, the door. Yeah, who was, yeah, just standing there. Who was also kind of polite. Like he like, yeah. he like nodded at them and smiled. Yeah. He was also kind of, kind of oiled up. Yeah, very, very. <laughs> but then they go to sleep for as much as they can and they wake up and there's they just walk out the door <laughs> like there's no guard anymore <laughs> and it's just that they just assume the hearts would be sleeping in that they didn't put a guard there that they the guard the, and the hearts i was like oh they know what's going on like the, the hearts are going to get captured but they sort of don't they go into the room with all the little statues in it jonathan takes the little dog statue and then they just go to leave and jennifer finds this map that has dirt paths into russia that's like the big map (laughs) that is gonna foil the plan as well and then they finally capture them but they were not surveilling them this entire time they didn't know that they had left their room right am i wrong did like did they actually know because they do they do capture them i mean there were the ninjas that showed up to like twirl to to mesmerize them with sword twirling (laughs) yeah I forgot about that. How many? Like there were like there were five six, or six. Six of six, them. And they surround them and they've been instructed not to kill the hearts. Yeah. To keep them alive. And then the hearts <laughs> are just standing there at the ninja follies. Like it's like a Busby <laughs> Berkeley-esque exactly. sort of ninja fest yes. where everyone has a different kind of super shiny weapon. And they're just sort of like, I guess we do this just to keep them from running out between one of the six of us. They all act like so, a blender and poke at them. In the yeah. Air. There's a lot of things about the hearts just walking out of their room that are sort of like, oh, um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like we can't not mention, even though it's not a huge feature, we have to talk about the tiny thumbtack sized metal button that Jonathan accidentally steps on after insulting the decor. Yeah. And then an elevator rises up like, <laughs> out of the floor uh, a human-sized bird cage rises up out of the floor yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? and then they're just like i'm game like literally say that and get in and then that's how you get we learn that's how you get to the smokiest room in the world i i i don't know if this would would be i i just wish that the entire episode was them in this castle finding hidden doors and 
cages in this and, and Spanish style weird Catholic rooms with with, bolt, with pits of acid and yeah. like it was yes. they were big trouble in little China ing mm-hmm. all over the place and mm-hmm. I was yep. like just commit to that yeah fully mm-hmm. commit mm-hmm. and give us something super fantastical mm-hmm. instead it was this I think that's where I <laughs> me n- not being Asian I guess uh, <laughs> I was more offended by the by the like kind of oh let's just touch on these little things like we'll just take the little bits of of culture that we think suit the story mm-hmm. instead of just being like here's a fucking just wackadoo fucking pan Asian yeah. nightmare adventure story like I'm all about that yeah like, every time I- it was ridiculous I was into it like the the five point exploding heart technique like yeah go for it man that's so funny I love that shit. Um, the, the obvious, like, <laughs> uh, confluence of different Asian cultures all coming together mm-hmm. in this one, uh, umbrella of Chinese. I'm like, don't do that. That's, mm-hmm. that's an easily avoidable thing. Very easily avoidable. You have a super villain. You have someone who's trying to destabilize a continent. Mm-hmm. You can have people be from different places. <laughs> <laughs> like. And sure, be based in Macau. Who gives a shit? Well, the actors were all from different places. That's, that's what I'm uh, saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But like, like, just if you're gonna do it like that, oh, then do it like that. And yeah. say like, like those are my Japanese ninjas. Those, are, this is my Middle Eastern uh, bookie. I don't know what the fuck. Right. Like they could do anything. It's yeah. a super villain. Yeah. Well, in a I, fantasy I, show. Yeah, and I think I think that it's. <sighs> Like when the episode first opens, they refer more broadly to Asia yes, and Asian <laughs> culture and Asian things. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting that then it starts to hone in on this villain being Chinese. Although it's interesting that they have him in Macau. I thought that was unusual mm-hmm. and kind of. I thought that was interesting. Un- yeah. <laughs> um, but they didn't really. I didn't think they really tapped into the things that are unique and special about Macau and its history, its status, and its culture in particular. But then again, oh, wait, it's not a documentary about (laughs) Macau. It is this crazy episode of Heart to Heart. (laughs) But what you're saying, Eric, really taps into, I think, how I actually feel about this episode in a broader sense, which is that there, I actually think in so many ways, this is a terrific episode. Mm. Um, And it is the exact thing that you just described about how it's it's not they're just not quite pulling it off yeah. as a, as insane inventing his own hybridized pan asian culture evil rich man thing yeah. like when you double down and say stuff is chinese and then stuff is only like a little bit chinese or whatever then it's you're just like that bitch wearing that thing at coachella right yeah. so <laughs> it's, that's challenging yeah I, there's so many things that I love. I mean, like Jennifer is supposed to jump off a Jonathan straight up jumps off one of the little balcony, like the little overlook things in the church. And then Jennifer, he's like, he's like, put your foot on the door. And of course, there's <laughs> the building has these giant, like six inch thick doors. And she steps on the door and then jumps down. And I was just like, oh, I wonder if like they wrote it like that because they filmed in this place so many times. Or were they just filming it then? And then somebody was like, oh, yeah, we could do that. I know that's like a weird little thing to mention, but in the context of heart to heart for me, like those little details that make the story flow along, like when they just give us the pieces that you want, when they fill in a lot of the blanks, Mm -hmm. 
I really appreciate that as somebody yeah. that loves the show. Yeah. And even when you wrap it in, up in something that makes me sort of <laughs> want to die, <laughs> I still can appreciate that and yeah. love it. Um, I want to give a shout out to the actor that we're seeing for the second time in a Jade based, yeah. <laughs> Jade centric uh, episode. And I Jade wish that we could have seen him more. Um, George Chung, who yeah, played Ling. Yeah, and he played Jimmy Lee in Man with the Jade Eyes. Uh, I love that dude. He's like one of the hardest working men in show businesses. Yeah. I mean, like Al Young and, and uh, George Chung, they, they're great. They're icons. Hmm. I was actually hoping that uh, that James Hong would be in this episode as well. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, you know, just... I love me some James Hong. Like, mm-hmm. So go more trifecta instead of triad. Totally. Oh, my God. Like, that would have been... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, I, I I I can't imagine how great it would have been <laughs> if if they had like every great Asian actor in this one episode of Heart to Heart. I would I mean, have, they have my, a lot of great Asian actors. They Asian really American they that's that's the other thing that makes me not hate this episode. It's like right. you're you're giving work to these amazing actors. You're showing the world these amazing actors. I'm totally into that. Yeah. I want everyone to get their money and I want people to get their money from people who have it. So go ahead. But <clears throat> does it yeah. have to be Jade though? Does, <laughs> does it have to be Jade themed? Ling was the one in the um, yes. shop. Yes. Oh, sorry, Joe. Oh, yes, yeah. it does. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I'll take sense. that question. It makes sense. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ling was the one at the shop where they did the little ruse about Jennifer. I'm looking for Jade. I'm looking for something he's more the agent. Jade. Yeah. Yeah. That ruse had no purpose, basically. I mean, really. They were there was trying, nobody else was in that shop. Trying to be all spy yeah. movie-ish. But so and, then they uh, go out to dinner and sit in the most, they're basically sitting on a stage. <laughs> on a stage. It's like a public. <laughs> There's in the center of the restaurant. It's beautiful. This huge wood carving behind them that's pretty much pointing at them. Yes. And then <laughs> when they go to leave the restaurant, Ling's like, "I we shouldn't be we should be seen as little as possible together." And then they all leave. But it's like, did you have to go out to dinner in a public place? <laughs> Why would you do that? It's so funny. Uh, that was the Fung Lum restaurant in uh, Studio City, and Ooh. I'm looking to see if it's still in existence. It is not. It looked awesome. Oh. Wah, wah. I know there's something I'm training about about the episode. Um, I I have to talk. (laughs) I have to talk about something else that I love. I'm gonna lose (laughs) my different show. My my (laughs) card by just talking about things that I love in this episode. Um, something I love that I didn't know I love: low speed moped chases uh, i have oh, yeah. that in my notes <laughs> <laughs> the man so when the hearts first get to macau they shoot like the camera takes us upward and there's the coolest asian man ever standing on a balcony like glowering down in the coolest way possible on the busy streets of macau and at the hearts and he is wearing square uh amber tinted prescription sunglasses <laughs> um a black vest and he is that guy is cool as shit like i like oh please let there be a whole spin-off series just about that man what's that man's story he is just um not just i don't mean to diminish him he's a man of hench who ends up chasing the hearts 
at a very slow speed. Yes. <laughs> amazing. But it gets even better because there's a third vehicle participating in the chase and it is, is it a Datsun pickup or it a Toyota is, I, pickup? Yeah. I it's thought it was a Super a Graphics pickup Datsun. Yes. That it is a yellow Super Graphics uh, Datsun pickup mm-hmm. driven by who knows who, another handy man of hench. Um, and that's amazing. Oh no, I just remembered I that I'm repressing something about that whole sequence and that thing is an opium den oh, and I have to tap out right now. God, I forgot that's about that. That's the beginning yeah, of that, that sequence, yeah. There's and then there's a third truck <sighs> that they're basically just pushing them towards that Spanish style villa. <laughs> yes. The, the evil lair. There all these trucks yeah, are pushing slowly the goading them towards yeah. And they just go <laughs> the right villa, in. Which I actually think is actually brilliant. Yeah. Um that they he the truck just knocks them off the moped. They fall and they're like, let's get it out of the street. And mm-hmm. then there it is, the villa. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. I mean, and it's just not shows, realistic by any means. No. But, but it shows, it's uh, trying to show like how much power he has in this underground criminal circuit, which it does. It's like the, he has all these people working, all, just random drivers on the street are doing his bidding. So mm-hmm. it's cool. But we do start it in an opium den with a shuriken being thrown at them. So. <laughs> God. I did love what the guy at in the den said to them. He said, you're American. And they said, how'd you guess? And he said, it's the way you walk. Less embarrassed than the British. Less strident than the Europeans. <laughs> I was like, what does yeah. that mean? My notes say, Mr. Wu, walk profiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he really knows. And the then underneath walks. it, it says, smoking out. Yeah. Because... This what's confusing is that we're told that Mr. Wu, we're told by the agent that the hearts aren't supposed to be seen with very much um, (laughs) to (laughs) go to this noodle factory that is not a noodle factory, wink, wink. And it's kind of like, what is it? It's sort of this confusing way that they're supposed to be fleshing out. um, Is the villain's name Mr. Chang? The way they're fleshing out Chang, the arms dealer, criminal, mastermind, superstitious man. Mm. But he, the noodle factory is, we go in there and it's not even, there's absolutely nothing about it that indicates even that it would be a fake noodle factory, (laughs) which it clearly is. But the guy there, Mr. Wu, if indeed that is his name, he um, says to them at one point, like, it's a noodle factory while he's literally holding like... (laughs) Uh, is opium hookah. <laughs> hookah. It's so weird. I'm like, is this what's happening right now? In what universe would they be using an opium den reference? I think that's, I mean, that's crazy. That's, that's like, just, is this a gold rush episode? Yeah. Like, is this about gold rush stereotypes or something? Like, Were there like opium in the, dens in the 80s? I, is that an actual thing? I wouldn't know, but I, I'm assuming that there's places for people to go smoke opium, uh, but right. if they can find opium to smoke. Yeah. Because I think they're just doing heroin It's now. more like 1880s, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also everyone, like, it is just like the classic sort of yellow scare weird idea of what the heathen Chinese are doing and what they're doing <laughs> is smoking <laughs> Opium in fake noodle <laughs> while they all lie around on the ground. There's like, a lot, yeah, laying with it with their head propped on one pillow. Like, yeah, the, yeah. I it, it's it was a lot, and it, it sort of it didn't have to be there and it didn't have to go like that. I was fully expecting some hilarious 
or terrible fake noodle factory with a bunch of crates that just have guns in them or something. Um, But yeah, so that really, for me, maybe that's the moment that got closest to being a Temple of Doom moment for me. Oh, yeah. Where I was just like, oh, shit. It was, I was so shocked to see it. Like, I just, I didn't understand why it was there, obviously. But it was, Mm -hmm. but also like, and then the dude's just like, hey, this is a noodle factory. Like, he's like totally not high. He's just like, and I thought, I thought, (laughs) did they... Do they think this is how Chinese people just lounge? Is like yeah. not, it's not how anyone makes noodles. Like, <laughs> no. it, I mean, maybe it's how you make fake invisible noodles. <laughs> but then the woman um, that answers the door when Mister Wu gets a phone call, he can't even be bothered to sit up enough to take the phone call. Like <laughs> she holds the phone receiver down to him. So he can continue to be to lie prone with this hookah. It's super weird. Yeah. yeah. So, so weird. Yeah. That felt like budget constriction, like just uh, a room. I think that that was either the the network saying, Oh, you cannot tell people that this is an opium den. Yeah. Like you can't. You can do if you want to show this, like go ahead. But you cannot tell people this is an opium den. So he can't act high. Like is he noodle can't factory, be nodding out. Is Noodle Factory some kind of opium den slang that none of us <laughs> are privy to? I like, is it know. actually a uh, quote Noodle Factory unquote, <laughs> and we're just not hep to the scene enough to know that? I mean, we we can never know. All I mean, my years spent in the the Macau um, Noodle Underground, underground. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> gangster dealing army. with triads. Yeah, dealing with triads <laughs> and yakuza. I never heard that once, so I don't know. I think they just made that up. Uh, and also, yeah. like you're saying, as foggy as this room was with <clears throat> opium smoke, that's how my brain felt about the plot and what the fuck we were doing in this place. I was just like, "What? what's <laughs> happening? It's Why? Uh, and then also, I was shell-shocked by the, the horrible joke Jonathan made that wasn't even a joke on the way. And I don't think it's offensive, but Jennifer says, who's next on the list? And yeah. Jonathan says, Woo's no, next. Woo's next on the list. And it was just like, why did you add that into the episode? I was like, <laughs> because it's it's always funny to make fun of Asian names. I guess. It's just like, that's not funny at all. It's not really a always, joke. It's always just weird funny and bizarre. In 1983. I, <laughs> I did get a little distracted looking at the set of Fake Macau. Although the oh, extras, oh my God. I loved looking. The extras, at all the extras. Are, looked incredible. That, the extras were I was dressed so pretty cool. The extras yes. like, oh, <laughs> yes. that the extras look like it could be Macau. Yeah, I had a. There was a moment where I was like, wait, where did they shoot this? Like, <laughs> I know, totally. But I don't read Chinese of any kind. Um. So, but I wish I did to see what the all the signage says because be it's clearly like like custom painted for this set. Mm-hmm. So much beautiful colorful signage that i felt sort of like oh we can use oh, google man. translate we should use google translate and see what some of those signs oh really say. i yeah. would love that yeah you can just, I just, use, <laughs> just aim it at I, that i'm gonna thing. do but that it's like oh there's like red characters on light blue and like all the colors i don't know i really loved that yeah um those and extras. yeah the extras oh like God. people were working it on the streets of fake macau like, yes they just look so some of those the women that they passed looked so fucking cool. They were just like one of the headband on and they were all just right. were wearing like sporty tank tops mm-hmm. and, and cool sunglasses. They just looked awesome. Yeah. 
they just happen to be most of them Asian. Yeah. 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 And then also just a white woman in the middle of the, on the screen at one point. Which, I mean that that if, if we're tracks, in Macau, that tracks. Yeah. Given the the history of Macau, it's mm-hmm. it's all of that makes sense. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, again, I feel like it's really symbolic of my my feelings about this episode that as much as I want to just press the button and like hear it scream as it plunges uh to its death through a trapdoor, I <laughs> Does it sound like I could have gone with the acid <laughs> thing. I didn't. Um, I yeah. I I found a lot a lot to enjoy about this episode. And again, it yeah. all also comes back to I want Asian actors to work mm-hmm. and Asian American actors to work. I want people of er- Asian heritage to portray characters of Asian heritage and that's important and we've talked about that with other episodes about other cultures mm-hmm. and characters representing that and whether or not that's as close you know as Hollywood accurate as it can be um <laughs> so you know it's just very there's a lot of food for thought mm. it's it's provocative and I sort of wish it's like oh um I know that we're meant to be fully obsessed with having Don Roos come on the show and just harassing Don Roos until he uh, begs us to stop or sues us. Uh Um, We flatter ourselves to think that, Uh, but I would love to have George Chung on the show Mm. to find out what, like from one of those actors directly with a career spanning some fraught decades, um, what it's like, Mm. you know, like, how do you feel? Do you feel anything? Do you feel good do you feel bad did you wish it was this or that i mean i feel like we've all read interviews with people talking about that same issue and can kind of guess but it's because it's hard to hard i'm just sort of interested in knowing yeah and also i love jimmy lee so much from yeah. Man with jade eyes mm-hmm. that character yeah and as like uncomfortable and nerve-wracking as this episode was to watch at least it's oh, a huge step up from man with the jade eyes like they hopefully i don't know if they you could say they learned something or culture had learned something i don't know between those two episodes i honestly think it was luck i think it was luck that this episode wasn't as (laughs) it's like blaringly offensive Uh i really really think it was just luck because they were trying to go for a enter the dragon meets james bond kind of fantastical Mm thing Mm -hmm. which i am Mm -hmm. all for i love that yeah but when you do that you have to go all the fucking way there like it there has like a dragon should have flown in at the end (laughs) and eaten the dude like i'm serious like that it should have gone like or he should have been made invincible by those fucking trinkets see yeah that's my right that's a rewrite for me this eric rewrite corner says Go full. Chang becomes actually becomes invincible. Yeah. yeah. Go full fantasy if you're going to do this. They should have done I, something with that invincibility thing that they kept saying over and over again. I love that it was just that. a superstition yeah. of a powerful man because we know mm-hmm. that like super powerful rich people have the craziest superstitions. Yeah. And really believe them. So it's like 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 think about religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I I love that detail. I think that's a really yeah. great detail. But I wish they they had done something where he got shot, but it was a blank or like we're not, we're unsure mm, that's, if the legend was true or, or if he if it was just well, a fake. Or that's something. what I'm at. Like that's yeah. what I, think, I want to. Yeah. I think we have to talk about 
about the way this character's story ends Ugh. because it mm. is unusual, just <laughs> even in the sense of like television, not just unusual um, in the context of heart to heart. It's, it's like just... a Dixieland ending almost. <laughs> that, al- <laughs> that almost was. <laughs> Wasn't it Hearts in Dixieland where the woman had the gun to her head? She was oh, gonna, no, that was a. Uh, oh, wait, was that? Where she has the mirror that she's looking in on people having sex. Mm-hmm. That yeah. insane. That's mm-hmm. Dixieland, I think, right? Or was it? I th- no, I think it is. It is. Yeah, right. it is. You're right. It is. Um, oh, God. The <laughs> Don Roos, we need you to come I've, on and talk about that. I've, I've got more to say about Man with Jade Eyes versus this episode. Um, but also, let me circle back to that. So yeah. I. I think that it's interesting to me that they try to and successfully just do the honor thing where honor is something that is it's made clear to us that this it's what motivates this uh, villain as wrongheaded as his interpretation of that may be. And so ultimately he commits suicide because he has lost face according to his own um, ideas of what that means, and of course, that's very much a classic cultural thing that mm-hmm. you, you know, he he needs to end it, mm-hmm. but he ends it by drinking out of a snuff bottle. So that was kind of weird. Did he even <laughs> drink? Me. I thought he just sniffed it and it killed him. Did he sniff it? Oh, oh he God, sniffed it. Really? You're right, and he cried. He had like the biggest yeah, single tear. tear. <laughs> it's contactless poison. Pretty great. Pretty great scene, actually. And I sort of loved that end for him. Like it just, yeah. It changes. I mean, it, it that's an unusual heart to heart villain. For I was sure. ending. Confounded. I, <laughs> I was genuinely confounded by that ending when it when it's like he sniffed the bottle and then died. I went, what? <gasps> like, <laughs> are you serious? This is really how this is going out. I I love it now in retrospect. I really do mm-hmm. like it. Was it clearer <laughs> when Jennifer said that's China? Yeah, that's uh, that explained it all. Yeah, that explains it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so he's committing like seppuku or whatever, like a strange pan Asian snuff bottle induced seppuku. Mm. It was a really pretty snuff bottle. It was a gentle version of it. That bottle was gorgeous. I was really Uh like, I, I think it was when he opened the bottle, I thought. Or when he picked up the bottle, I thought, I wish there were more antiques in this episode. <laughs> I just I wish there were more more trinkets and things. Like I just I want it to be Raiders. I want everything to be Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, so it's like, give me more trinkets, give me more stuff. Aww. Also, though, for the episode, deaths would have loved to see someone thrown into that pool of acid. Just a random side character. Right. We have to talk about the pool of acid. Yeah. If this was on cable or yeah, if it, if it wasn't a network television show, one of those henchmen would have fallen would into fall. that yes, pit definitely. of acid, and we would have got to see like a, a gnarly like half of a face or a hand, yeah, a hand like fused to a sword. Oh God! Like yes. melted to a sword. That'd be yes. awesome. <laughs> Bubbling skeletal hand. <laughs> I like that he just describes the pool of acid, which are all just hanging out around, yes. right? So it's basically like a circle with a walkway <laughs> that connects that divides the circles in half so that yeah. you can yeah. meet in the middle of the circle. But you, if you fall to the left or the right, you're going to fall into the pool of acid. A pool of acid described by him as whatever kind of acid. <laughs> Natural acid. And it, it destroys <laughs> metal and, and organic materials. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
is am I wrong? Is metal an organic material? <laughs> but anyways, I appreciated oh, yeah. <laughs> that little extra extra bit, right? Because he's really just trying to tell Jennifer specifically, like, you're going to burn up if you fall into this, okay? He meant, like, latex, yeah. rubber, gloves, and organic material. What I would have loved Plastic. is if, if Jennifer or Jonathan went, well, what's the tub made of? Like, <laughs> <laughs> But the choreography on the fight. Oh, my God. So it's like you can pick your weapon, whatever. And so it's all about this idea of honor, right? And everybody's going to fight on the little circle bridge over the bubbling acid. I mean, that's, that's, I love that. Yeah. Um, and compared to most heart to heart uh, fight scenes, all of which I love, um, this one is, is highly choreographed. I got to give him that. Like mm-hmm. there's, the great moment where he does the classic fake out where Chang has his back to Jonathan. And so Jonathan sees his chance and goes for it. And Chang just like, like clotheslines the shit out of Jonathan (laughs) with the spear and like throws him against the. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I I loved it. I, except that nobody fell into the acid, which I didn't love. That was a rip off. I really love the idea of this fight, but that hot, uh, that, Acid pool was the size of a hot tub, and it was very. <laughs> it's very petite. Clearly, like they when they start fighting, they're standing on in the middle on the middle section, but both of their legs are like outside the area of the tub. It's just not large enough to be that intimidating of a thing. Even if you fell, your body would like fall across it and not into it. Really. It is the Spinal um, Tap Stonehenge. Yeah, it is totally. the Spinal yeah, Tap fucking Stonehenge. It's because it really is a hot tub, you guys. That's I know. very obvious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it's like, what are we going to do to have like a boiling thing? You know, yeah. everyone's like, well, I have a cauldron. No, I have a, hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's like, what about the boiling um, dog food thing? Bring that back. <laughs> yeah, I know. There, there's been so many... Their VAT budget, VAT budget has gone down apparently. But um, (laughs) they spent all their money on travel. (laughs) Yeah, I sort of wonder if it would be harder to fight on a tiny uh, acid circle bridge. You know who would be? (laughs) You know who would be so good at this fight? Is those Scottish knife dancer ladies because they the area is like the same size and you can prance around on it? They would actually be pretty pretty bad out there, but they would just be looking miserable. Yeah, and they they don't look up, so you could just stab them. They would hurl themselves into that tub so that they didn't have to dance that dance anymore. Highland fling, you're the dog mashup. Okay, but that makes me think. We're talking about past episodes. Yeah, I have to tap in on uh, Man with J Dawes. So. I feel like these had very different, these were tonally very different episodes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I agree. It's like, I mean, I'm, I show up for James Bondy martial arts, big trouble in little China esque stuff. Like I, I'm here for that. Mm -hmm. But I think that man with the jade eyes had a lot of moments that really were more sensitive um, than they needed to be. There was the character that's just like the UCLA mm-hmm. student, like that woman who is the I'm sorry that I can't remember that character's name. Um, but she also has a moped coincidence. <laughs> but they talk about specific things about Asian culture and what's right and wrong when we talk about Asian culture. They uh, 
I don't know. It's just a lot. I feel like that episode was confusing to me. Also, mm-hmm. I never want to listen to that episode of the podcast, but <laughs> um, I think that they were kind of like half halfway there in some ways and way, way not there in others. And for mm-hmm. me, this episode has that in particular with the opium dens. Mm-hmm. So I can't say that. I'll say that I think this episode is more fun and that by going for more of a camp spy super villain who happens to be of Asian heritage works way better for me than the man with the jade eyes like yet again. I mean, I know they both have the, there's always just a sacred object. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? But anyways, I'm rambling now. I'm just rambling. That's yeah. I feel the same way about, about this and other things like it that could possibly offend me (laughs) Um, (laughs) because I'm a fan of exploitation movies. Like I like exploitation Uh stories and, and uh, it's of course, you know, who's doing the exploiting and, Mm -hmm. and to what end that makes, makes all of the difference. Um, But this one, again, you know, we're, we're paying Asian actors here. (laughs) We're, we're, we're a lot of, a lot of Asian actors and a lot of Asian extras. And yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't find this as like abhorrent as Man of the Jade Eyes, but I, I, <laughs> I also just they, my problems with this episode were way more just the story, <laughs> yeah, and having and no uh, social social or political uh, issues. It was mostly just the story, but yeah, I I do love a I love it when you go all out uh, with some fantastical shit, and they just fell short for me. Hmm. Are you are you rating? No, because we, it's because time. Before we rate, we have to pick, pick your, your book. I'm up first, <laughs> and so I choose the oiled guard <laughs> at their door who yep. was standing and staring <laughs> at their door for who knows how long. Yep. Uh, but then wasn't there in the morning. Maybe he slept in. Maybe that's why. Was he even around <laughs> the rest of the episode? Where was he? Just kind of in the background? They they didn't have him for long. Yeah, <laughs> he probably is was in that acid pit. <laughs> they they melted him down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, now me. Yes. The character names. What are the character names? Um, Ling. 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 Our our former Jimmy Lee. Yeah, it's Ling. Although close second. And I'll say the actor's name now that I'm looking at James Wing Wu is described just as the tail because he follows them through the streets and then on the moped. But (laughs) James Wing Wu, Uh, it's mm -hmm. a tough call, tough call there for me um, between those, those two. Uh, I'm also with the oiled up guard. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause he's, he's, thought you'd go for Aleon. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. Uh, oiled up guard is just my kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> you're like just kind of confronted a, with a, th- a thick, oily dude who's not there in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> not, not there in the morning. <laughs> the perfect man. His best uh, feature. <laughs> he, and he perfect seemed, he man. was polite too. Like, yeah, he was cool. <laughs> polite. Yeah. Not, you know, sure. And attentive. He there loves staring at that door. To a point. 
to a point. Um, oh, we didn't talk about fashion, but I loved some of Jennifer's oh, outfits. So much Jennifer's black and white about. striped yeah. look <sighs> was with the phenomenal. flower on the belt. Yes, oh, that that silhouette Amazing. on her is a, banging. Right, I, the wrap wrote, dress silhouette. <laughs> yes, is I wrote black and white and striped dress fits beautifully. <laughs> three three times she has that silhouette. I love the we're just off to the races. Sorry, the jade green colored yes. sequin outfit that she wears when mm-hmm. Jonathan gives her the bo- the box of many boxes that yeah. ultimately contains Which I a loved little dog. Also. <laughs> weirdly turned into a necklace. Um, yeah, yeah. There's also a purple uh, dress with the wrap dress silhouette that she wears later. It's all good to me. Yeah. She's this yeah, huge sleeve good. thing, beige thing at home when they're just doing beige and it's like huge sleeves and like kind of Star Trekky. It's really <laughs> good. Really good. Jennifer just looks amazing. There were a couple uh, scenes where her hair just was breathtaking. Mm. It's so good. Super poofy. Mm-hmm. It was just so perfectly perfect <laughs> redheaded <laughs> auburn magic um i also sort of like chang's robe situation mm-hmm. yeah those robes especially the final one the color palette of that robe which yes. is just like this it looks like twilight it's just mm-hmm. not the vampire bullshit actual <laughs> time of day twilight soft gray <laughs> soft blue a little bit of pink it, that thing is just beautiful yeah beautiful love it and everyone on the streets of fake macau yes oh yeah style icons god they look incredible (laughs) yeah Yeah, it looks so cool even anomalous full kimono lady Mm. still good i didn't even i did not clock her oh my gosh well should we get to ratings sure zero to five hearts oh god um I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go. Fuck. I really don't know again. Like, just like the last episode, I have no idea how to rate this one. I guess I'll go with a four. Shaky. <laughs> I just. Oh, I also forgot to mention. Where's Joe? Are you already in France? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in France. I'm on the road. I, what I love the most about this episode is that. It's just the hearts getting fucked with the entire time. Uh, the scooter chase, the ninja restaurant robbery, where they rip that necklace off Jennifer's neck and she's like freeze frames her face, oh, just like wow. The hot tub acid bath, <laughs> just like, and he's that guy. So um, the villain won that fight like five times in a row. He had Jonathan down. He had he poked him with the spear at one point. That could have been just him impaling Jonathan. He was just fucking with him, and then he let his friends fuck with him. Yeah, like it was kind of gross. They were just, (laughs) and then like Jonathan Jennifer, much like the audience of this episode, not knowing what the fuck was going on when they got to the mansion and just got put up in a room. They were just being so fucked with the whole episode, and I love that about it. So (laughs) I guess, yeah, I think. No, are you just trying to raise your GPA? Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. I just think it's like a pretty good episode. I think (laughs) that's how I feel. I feel so shaky about this one and the last one. Just like, (laughs) I don't know anymore. My whole, it's so complicated and I feel some shame. (laughs) Huh? Ellen, perhaps you and I are having a, a stretch where we are going to shift our standings in the overall ratings. 
because for me, I just, I'm going to go, I'm, I was between a two and a half and a three. Mm. Um, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little bit higher and I'm going to explain my metric on that. I'm going to go, mm. <laughs> you know, sorry, I'm, I'm working it out in real time. I'll tell you the things that give me pause and it, I'm sure it echoes some of like my rambling, uh, agitated confusion when we did man with J dies. I love so many things about this episode. Cause like you, Eric, I love the James Bondy campy. I can go there. I'm here for that. Always. Um, low speed moped chase. <laughs> um, and then the thing that really would motivate me to throw points at this throw hearts at it mm -hmm. is um, all of the Asian actors, all of them, all of the main characters are all actors that we're familiar with that we really appreciate um, and enjoy their work. I love that. I love that there's so many Asian extras. Um, me, you know, I don't know. Um, but I have to take a handful of flesh back for that fucking Opium den bullshit. I cannot <laughs> let that opium den bullshit stand. It has nothing. No, there's no reason for that to be there. It, mm. it is completely wrong. It's anomalous, even within this bananas high camp plot. Mm -hmm. Opium den. Oh, now I'm getting angry again. God, <laughs> I just don't know. Eric, can you go and circle back to me? I seriously like have to think about <laughs> That's fine. what That's I'm going to do. That's how I feel. Uh, I'm just, I've, I decided to look up who wrote this episode. <laughs> Did you look up? I thought you were going to say, I, I had to look up Noodle Factory. <laughs> uh, this guy, Lawrence Herzog, uh, wrote a lot of our favorite episodes. He wrote, You Made mm -hmm. Me Kill You. <laughs> right. He wrote, Tis the Season to Be Murdered. He wrote, Operation Murder. Uh, Heart of Darkness, Hearts Under Glass. <laughs> oh God! Uh, Emily yeah, by he's Heart. A, he's a fixture. Heart struck. Yeah, like he's a fixture. Yeah, dude, dude's putting in the work, and I see that he he has written two other episodes in this season. So I'm hoping that they do better. I give this a two, and Ooh. I'm giving it a two because I got bored. Oh really? I got. <gasps> bored and you know why i got bored because they didn't do shit with the fantastical elements that they could have I done see. everything okay. with they could have done so much the statues the statues the fucking castle itself like yeah. like it they it's did. it's honestly the way i feel about a lot of james bond movies mm. which mm. is what an awesome idea wait now, why do we it's have to sit through a half hour substance. of like talk? Yeah, <laughs> I love style over substance. I love it. Like, give it to give it to me stylish, if if nothing at all. But don't bore me. Like, don't bore me. And this was boring. Even like, the acid I, bath fight. The acid. The, I laughed at that because it was ludicrous. Teach like acid the, bath. The worst thing that could happen is you could fall and your sleeve would fall into it. Yeah. Like that's it. Your leg would be burned a little bit, maybe. And then the, the whole pageantry with the with the ninjas and like everything just felt cheap when it was when it could have been spectacular. Uh, and I've seen them do spectacular, so I don't, I'm not asking for something that's totally out of the ordinary. I've seen them do like the Macau set was 
pretty like did they just blow it all there because that was great but no you know i don't know i was bored i didn't think the story was very good it's two stars this is not about my rating necessarily but just the more i think about the tiny acid fight place (laughs) um do you think that's like you know where like you get last summer i ordered um a children's pool for reasons that I don't want to go into. <laughs> um, okay, oh. I gave birth. Um, oh, God. The, <laughs> the, Are you a doula now? <laughs> a podcast yes. first baby. <laughs> to myself over and over again. And hang on, give me give me five minutes. Um, no, so children's pool. And so I was just thinking like, oh, is it like you can order one of those things like for your all of your ninjas to practice on? Because I very much got like, there's a lot of ninjas mm-hmm. or what we were referring to as ninjas. There's a lot of assassins, warriors, guards, whatever we want to call them in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they are practicing all the time. Like we saw <laughs> um, Al, who's referred to in the credits as Tai Chi Man. Mm-hmm. So I'll call him Tai Chi Man. Sorry, but Tai Chi Man is like legit, like working it out at the opening of the episode. And so it's like, is this what you order? Like, you're like, you know what? The guys, we need to take up the skills a notch. I don't want the, do we have room for the largest acid (laughs) fight drawbridge thing? No, no. Like get the medium. Get the small. No, get the small. small. Mm -hmm. That's they got the small. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And, but to your point, Eric, like I'm thinking about the sets and I had the conscious thought watching the episode that they did go the extra mile. It might not have been as like luxe or luscious as one might hope if it's like the richest man in Macau or whatever, but there's so much set dressing everywhere. Like Mm. it kind of astonished me and it did stand out to me that that was like, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Although I know not enough artifacts for you to make it a Raiders thing, but also thankfully to me, not enough to make it a temple of doom per se, (laughs) but uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to spit out a rating and I'm going to go with three and a half, even though I should give it a zero because that fucking opium den thing. But I just, yeah, I, I can't, I have to be honest. There's a lot of things that I really enjoyed about this episode. And one of the things that I'm unexpectedly enjoying is just that (laughs) we're all kind of coming at it from slightly different angles. And Mm -hmm. that's an interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. It might not actually be interesting to people listening to this. (laughs) I'm finding it interesting while I'm sitting here. (laughs) Uh, We've definitely (sighs) talked about this longer than I thought we were going to. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, because I was bored. Uh, year- <laughs> During this talk? <laughs> yes. Uh, year of the Dog gets 9.5 hearts. Yeah. Heart murmur. Mm. Heart Almost murmur. a heart attack. High heart Almost murmur. a heart attack. You give it what? Two, I gave it two, because fuck it. Two, 3.5, um, and four? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'm just like, I think I, f- I feel like I'm coming off the back of... Uh, what what's that episode? That shitty, boring episode of <laughs> Jennifer's. Can you be more specific? <laughs> yeah, Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer's fake sister episode, and like at <laughs> least this one was exciting and had stuff going on in it. I think. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a pretty low bar. I know. Stuff going on in it. They wrote stuff on this into this episode. There were activities and things <laughs> to watch happen. I I just feel like at this point they need to 
they need to pull out all the stops for me uh, <laughs> and for me only. <laughs> I just like they they went they did a fucking fox hunt in England. They uh, yeah, <laughs> they did a they drove around Greece for fuck's sake. Also, can you not find a, a swimming pool? To, to film at <laughs> and just put I'm a bridge saying. across it like that's even if it just looked like a swimming pool that would have been way more exciting they could find this hot tub a swimming pool and they could build a bridge <laughs> over yeah. it where that they actually could fall in and like do bodily harm they could just hang fucking curtains around it and yeah. make it look or do something fitting. high up on a cliff or something rather than this little acid tub i just like feel like i could figure something out in 10 minutes that would have been cooler than this i mean it's true the openings on sorry i'm obsessed with the the mini acid training pool um not only is everyone standing so close to it that they will get splashed yes! if somebody goes into <laughs> yes. the acid pool everyone's like just legit like ringing the pool like they're yeah. just breathlessly waiting for somebody to get disintegrated but you couldn't, your whole body could not fall into it. So it's really just like, yeah, that's what makes me think like it's the small training pool. And then when <laughs> you're not good enough, everybody knows it because you're just the one, the guy with one foot who has to deal with all the equipment, like the equipment manager for all the other assassins. Yeah. Yes. It was like thigh. And you have like a jade, a jade foot. Maybe knee deep <laughs> that pool. It wasn't man even with knee the jade deep. foot. It was a, it was man foot. Jade it shins. was jade foot deep because yeah. he dropped that fucking sword in it, <laughs> and, and it, it was just right like there. it was right there. Yeah, yeah. It just it was not. I thought it was boiling oil when it first showed up. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh my god, does he have a pit of bo- boiling fr- oil? And if <laughs> I don't know the acid, yeah, sure, that's a threat. But I'm <laughs> even if it was that small, I think boiling oil does the job. <laughs> And did, also, did Asian cultures go for boiling oil? I bet they did. That seems like because Mongolians, there's a lot of yeah ooh, oil. God, yeah. God, <laughs> yeah. that'd be huh. horrible. Yeah. But like, huh. you can't introduce this thing. Also, this pit of bubbling acid, and then not use it. And especially when you have a character die in the scene, why did he not plunge himself into that acid? Because he wouldn't fit in the acid. <laughs> He really wouldn't have fit. They would there. have had to cut him up and put him in <laughs> yeah. there, like piece by piece. Which he was planning to do with Jonathan. I know. I stand by the way that Jennifer, I mean, Jennifer is the hero. Jennifer oh, saves yeah. the day. Yeah. She like is like, oh, she sees her chance. She runs and yep. grabs the dog, which I thought was in Jonathan's pocket, but I guess it was somewhere else and runs back. And then it's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. You that. know, it was very much like a science of the lambs. Like you better get down here, mister. <laughs> that was great. He's hurt real bad. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I right? Precious. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's yeah. just enough acid in there to dissolve a tiny jade dog. Tiny jade dog. Yeah. I kind of wanted to look, get a closer look. I didn't go back to pause. I kind of want to just get a closer <laughs> look, like just do a cruise, a slow drive by a slow moped. <laughs> uh, shot of all of the other animal figurines. I, I mm. wish that the episode would have opened with a slow, like, pan across all of the, like, close up on all of the figurines. Because yeah. that, that's like, like what they used to do on the chocolate show. Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And food, food hearts. Except it would have come with, you know, what kind of flute music and stuff. Oh, true. yeah. Definitely. I don't know. The, I, again, I'm going to applaud the music in the first half of this episode. <laughs> 
until they get to Macau, and then it's then it immediately all goes out the window. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ellen. Oh, does anybody else want to eat some Macanese food? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways. Oh. Ellen. That's a real thing. So good. Oh. Um, yes. Sorry. Yes. When yes. You, well, I don't want to. I, I don't want to rush you. I meant mac and cheese. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Mac and cheese. I was like what? Macanese, mac and cheese. <laughs> Macanese. Oh, I hope somebody's I'm doing that. I'm going to make Macanese, mac and cheese. But first, Ellen, what are we watching next? I'm so glad you asked. Did that sound natural? I'm so. I'm so. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I, I. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Uh, originally airing on December 20th, 1983. Next week, we are going to be talking about Trust Your Heart, Mm. H-E-R-T. In keeping with the spirit of the season, Jonathan and Jennifer take in a girl who learns that her parents died in a car crash that left her comatose for seven years. Ooh, fun memory episode. Okay. Is this a kid or... (laughs) Are we dealing with a kid episode? We haven't had a kid episode in a really long time. I hope they're a hard-boiled um, horse-keeping child if we do have a child. <laughs> <laughs> and Max fucks their grandma. Are they good? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just hope there's more mixing bowls of cookies. That's what I was trying to get out. But I, yeah, I how many cookies on the plate? Yeah. Oh We've still never answered that question. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of loose ends. We're going to be uh, taking care of loose ends. <laughs> That'll be the podcast we do after this. Yeah. It's a taking care of loose ends podcast. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, if you want to weigh in on this episode or any other episode or anything relating to us, the podcast or the show, you can email us at itwasmurderpod at gmail.com or you can message us on Instagram or Twitter at it was murder pod. Please rate and review us where you're listening to this. And if you are a listener subscribe, I'm assuming you subscribe. I just, I do that automatically when I listen to podcasts. So I just assume everyone is doing that. Ooh, but I maybe do they that. don't. Oh, I don't. There you go. I don't so, want to be associated with it. Yeah. So subscribe, <laughs> uh, subscribe. And if you can rate us five stars and give us a review, that's send in a minute max. If you want to watch along with us, uh, you can Google Trust Your Heart, H-A-R-T, Heart to Heart. And or yeah, you're <laughs> I, have to I wonder if you have to heart. add the heart to heart. I bet you do. <laughs> and it'll pop up on your computer even, screen. Even you can when watch I'm along. trying to Google things about Heart to Heart and I add Heart to Heart, the thing doesn't come up. <laughs> it's pretty obscure. <laughs> That's not true. Joe is lying. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> you can watch along with us if you like. <laughs> Um, I think that's it. Do I have any other things I need to say? We'll see you in April. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we are taking a where you won't know this, yeah. but we are taking a break. We're we're taking a t- two week two weeks off. Yes, because Joe is going to Europe. I'm going to France. white wine. Joe hits the continent. <laughs> yeah, white wine. Joe is white going Joe's to the coming. Going I to am. the birthplace of white wine. <laughs> white wine. Joe, <laughs> watch <coming>. out. <laughs> so look out, everybody. Watch out, like all yeah. of France. He's <laughs> gonna, coming through. <laughs> he's going to cut a swath of terror through through <laughs> <Yeah>. France. <laughs> We're going to have so many more French fans when I come back. Oh my god. <laughs>
Yeah, let me give you a bunch of handbills to <laughs> yeah. throw in the towns that I ride my bike through. <laughs> ought to ought. I hope you feel some shame. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Wow. If you see anyone in a wheelchair, throw them in a pool. Oh, I will. No, in a mini pool of acid. <laughs> Are you going to put on one of those? hats you like yes yeah i was gonna look for those that's uh it's a different region that i'm gonna be in i think but i will a bijoudon bijoudon i was gonna look for those and if i find them we are all getting bijoudons that's great thanks joe thanks in advance for that for your bijoudon good luck getting even one of those onto a plane yeah you just don't think it fits in the carry-on in a bike bag yeah there's a reason that those haven't made it over here yeah yeah they're too big yet 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 they're too big even for america white wine joe's coming with his bijoudon all right coming for you coming at you Watch out. We got to see Freeway oh, for a little second. He had a note tied to his neck, and that was really cute. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad cute. that he's not a sought after jade animal. Good night, Freeway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always the year of the dog at the end of our podcast episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's, true. it's the life um, of the dog. I quickly have to say uh, mad love out to everyone uh, participating in and making room for representation both in the 80s, before that since then and into the future yeah good yeah. night freeway good night freeway good night.